For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hi, everybody. Fred Wallen with a sore throat right here on Believe, along with Jeff Bellinzer, uh, who teaches sports media at USC. And he does not have a sore throat. And we'll be talking about sports business right here on Believe. You can always email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. All right, let's start here. Uh, Sandy Koufax, some might remember him. Uh, one of the great pitchers. When I was growing up, the two best pitchers were Sandy Koufax and Bob Gibson. After the 66... Um, Baseball season, because of uh, some circulation problems in his fingers and whatever, uh, Sandy retired. I don't remember one person saying, Sandy, you shouldn't have retired. Sandy knew it was best for Sandy. The reason I bring that up, over the weekend, of course, uh, a quarterback of note, Andrew Luck, not in Koufax's uh, framework as far, as far as a Hall of Famer, but a darn good quarterback out of Stanford, one of the top four or five quarterbacks over the last uh, five, six seasons uh, when he wasn't injured, decided that uh, enough was enough, injuries were enough, and he retired. And a lot of people on social media, a lot of people on radio went after him. Jeff Ellinger, your thoughts? Well, I was pretty surprised, Fred, when I when I read some of the comments, especially the one that D- Doug Gottlieb made when he he questioned um, essentially the work ethic and the desire and determination of the of the uh, the millennial generation. And and I thought, wow, for a guy that's given as much as I think that Andrew Luck has, and a guy that just faced rehab after rehab for, I mean, lacerated kidney, torn labrum, I mean really serious injuries and he's 29 and he's got a bright future. He's a bright guy. Um, and he decided that, that, um, he didn't want to keep doing this. I mean, I, I, I wanted, you know, give, give him the essentially the equivalent of a standing ovation on, on radio commentary and, and on Twitter and the, and the social platforms. And instead, you know, Doug Gottlieb makes a snide remark about essentially, uh, questioning his desire and love of the game. And, and um, I thought it was just wrong. In fact, I was glad to see some of the other um, athletes really step up and, um, and and weigh in. And, and you know, part of it, Fred, it's the culture we live in where everybody's got a voice. And, you know, you, you, you probably wouldn't have gotten this kind of exchange 20 or 30 years ago and didn't have these platforms. But it's, it's part of the dialogue that we have uh, on a daily basis and, and, you know, good and bad and, and – to me, this was kind of a um, unfortunate um, part of, of, of you know this this culture. Um, but it's you know again it's it's, it's free speech and it's it's entertaining. But uh, boy, I, I just um, was disappointed because I think I have nothing but great respect. You know, as an Eisen Trophy voter, I was 
you know, I was right there with Andrew Luck when he was at Stanford and ended up uh, having him second on my ballot behind uh, Robert Griffin III and thought he, but I thought Andrew Luck was a very, very worthy um, candidate and would have been a great recipient of the award. And, and uh, he certainly did everything he could as a pro. And I think he can walk out with his head held high. All right. The reason I brought this up on Sports Business Los Angeles is because uh, Doug Gottlieb uh, from Orange County, from Irvine, uh, his uh, father was an assistant coach around the world. I mean, so he wasn't a poor kid. If you live in Irvine, as anybody knows, in Southern California, you're not poor. You're okay. Doug uh, wanted to go to UCLA. He wasn't uh, recruited by the Bruins. He went to Notre Dame. And as a freshman, he stole his roommate's credit card. And uh, then he moved on to Oklahoma State and had a pretty good career, although he was a 50% free throw shooter. And then he gets a job in radio because of his last name and because he was a basketball player in college. And uh, he's done this before. He plays the uh, uh, the high guy as far as morality is concerned. And uh, here's a guy who stole somebody's credit card. The other guy decided that he had enough. As you said, he's 29. He's got a long life ahead of him. Uh, I'm sure he talked it over with his wife. And uh, he's got a really bright future. Maybe he'll go into radio and TV, whatever the case might be. But you got somebody like Gottlieb saying it. But the good news is, and you mentioned this, is Troy Aikman, also at Fox, um, took the other side and really slammed Gottlieb. And usually Fox doesn't uh, slam Fox. ESPN usually doesn't slam ESPN. And there's a guy who teaches sports business uh, media. How often does that happen, Jeff? Uh, how often does that happen, Jeff Fellinser? Yeah, Um you know, it doesn't happen very often, really, within the same company um, to be able to uh, be as outspoken. Uh, I, I was, I was, as I said, I was glad to see it um, because I think that's the right, um, you know, that, that's the right kind of discourse we should be having, which is, hey, you know, you disagree, you, 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 shouldn't, um, you shouldn't step back. And, and away from how you how you really feel about something just because it disagrees with someone else, you know, with, within your office, they don't work directly with each other. But even if they did, uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad that, that that Troy Aikman felt that he was able to say what he said because I think it was important. It certainly got the the dialogue moving along. Uh, Tory Smith and another and, and and a number of other athletes. Um, spoke out as well. It's certainly something in our first week of classes at USC. I teach an introduction to sports media class. You can bet that um, uh, that this subject will come up and we'll talk about, you know, the media's, the media's role today and what's, um, what's appropriate. Are there any boundaries at all? Um, and, you know, and I had a, I had a, I had a really good conversation today with a, a student athlete, a football player at USC. And, and he said, you know, I wish there was a class where, where athletes and the media, people studying to be in the media and, and athletes could, could you know, have some um, exchange and, and better understand each other. And I thought, you know, that's a, that's a really, um, you know, it's, um, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a thoughtful uh, comment about how, how we can, you know, make this um, relationship, which has been adversarial so often between media and athletes, you know, how we can advance it. Um, and so this certainly will be a topic we'll discuss in my classes. At Jeff Fellinger, I'm Fred Wall, and email us at sportsfred at AOL.com right here on Believe. Uh, this is Sports Business Los Angeles. Okay, 
What about the ADs, athletic directors at USC and UCLA? Dan Gurrell's contract is up in a couple of months. Uh, they've had some problems at UCLA basketball-wise, grade-wise, uh, not getting the job done. The, the hirings uh, certainly have not been uh, given an A. There's no question about that as far as Guerrero comes from uh, UC Irvine. And then, of course, uh, Lynn Swan at uh, USC, and they've had their legal difficulties too. You see both of them coming back? You see one of them not coming back? What are your thoughts, uh, Jeff Ellinger? I think things are a little more up in the air for Lynn Swan, and it's for it's for the fairly obvious reason that um, there's a new president at USC. Carol Fultz came over, a former president of the University of North Carolina. So she's starting her, her first year, literally um, her first week um, as president at USC. So uh, somebody who's in the high-profile position of athletic director um, and who doesn't have a prior relationship with the new president, I think, um, is, is kind of on the clock. I mean, it's, it's going to be, let's, let's see what happens. I don't know if there's a timetable. Let's look at this at the end of the year. Um, football generally, um, as you know, Fred, uh, at USC is going to, uh, <laughs> certainly be the, the, the bell cow and, and, you know, help determine the course of, of, uh, the, the really the entire athletic department. Although this year there's going to be a lot of focus on the renovated Coliseum, but, um, I think the first step will be uh, what is the relationship like between the president and athletic director, and then obviously there's going to be a lot of pressure on Clay Helton and the football team to whether a difficult schedule to start of the season um, would the current athletic director, if there was a thought about evaluating that position, be allowed to make um, you know, a permanent coaching change. Uh, it, it's it's. That situation, I think, is really up in the air. You know, you've had a, a number of lawsuits uh, that certainly have taken their toll in many ways um, financially. Um, I know the university is will will weather that storm. Um, <laughs> and um, but the question is, going forward, um, what uh, what what are the plans now? Are there is there a plan in place? Is there um, any, as I said, any kind of a, um, you know, a timetable or anything as far as measuring success football, the rest of the programs, will it be a year? Um, I would say we may, we may find that out sooner rather than later. At UCLA, I, I think Dan Guerrero has things now in a better position than he's had in a few years in the sense that I think there's a, a great possibility going forward for basketball. I think they have the right guy in there, someone who'll stress defense and accountability. I don't think we've had, we've seen that at UCLA in the basketball program since early Ben Howland days. I think that's going to be a real positive. And I saw a lot towards the end of last season from Chip Kelly's program. So uh, I think you're going to, you'll see in the first few weeks if that is headed in the right direction. And if it is, I think people will be patient to get through year two. And then in year three and four, I think you start to feel like with a new coach, there should be a payoff. So um, I think for Dan Guerrero, that probably means that uh, his idea is to um, play it out and, and, and stay in that position um, until he's ready to retirement, maybe closer to age 70. Then to me, that would, that would make sense. I don't anticipate something um, 
drastic necessarily happening in UCLA flagship sports that would um, that would cause anything um, to happen to to uh, to Dan Guerrero before he gets a chance to go out on his own terms. All right, but uh, what about the grade point average as far as the basketball uh, club is concerned? Uh, certainly under Steve Alford, it's so low that if uh, they can't pick it up, they're not going to be in, they're not going to be eligible for the NCAA tournament in 2020 and you know football is a thing at usc but it's basketball at ucla and if truman is you know truman said the buck stops here doesn't Guerrero take the blame for that uh well i think he you know he is somebody that it's at the top of the uh you know athletic athletic department um hierarchy that yes um but i think that this coaching staff will and i and i i've i've seen signs from um, some things I've been hearing about that getting better at UCLA on the basketball side, um, the quality of the, um, of the student athlete and the academic side, it's gotten better in football since Chip Kelly took over. So, um, it feels like things are, are turning in the right direction on that front. If it doesn't, and if it continues somehow to go south, then, then, uh, I, I would agree. I would, I, I, I think then the athletic director is, you know, very, very much, um, you know, on a, on the hot seat and on the spot. So, um, uh, barring that, I think though that, you know, where the flagship sports are as far as, you know, the development of the student athletes and the quality of the program just from a wins and losses standpoint, that seems to be stabilized. Obviously, everything is subject to change. We know how college sports are, sports in general. But, um, you know, it seems like things are kind of headed in the right direction now. But we'll see. All right. We're talking uh, sports business right here on Believe. You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com. Before we go, let's talk about the Angels. Artie Marino, Jeff Bellinger, of course, uh, wants a good deal from the city of Anaheim, and apparently the city has not come back with a good deal. Basically, uh, if he wants to lease the land around it, uh, if he wants to uh, buy the land, it's going at a regular price. Any thoughts? Oh, well, I think that something will get done. I think the Angels are are not going to leave Anaheim. I think that I think that area around the park is such prime land to be developed. They're, they're going to have to figure out um, I think the I think the city is looking for, you know, fair value. Um, this idea of the late of the Angels getting getting a chance to have the land for a dollar a year, whatever, uh, whatever was mentioned yeah. uh, a while back. I I, I, I don't think that's going to happen, and, and I don't think it should. Um, I'm very much against subsidizing franchises and professional sports today, especially in the state of California. It's facing so many. Uh, financial challenges. Um, you've got very, very wealthy owners in almost every single case. In fact, I think you could argue we have the uh, in Southern California the wealthy, wealthiest owners in professional sports between Steve Ballmer and and um, the Guggenheim Group and Artie Moreno, um, uh, and of course the value of the Lakers with the Bus family. So uh, they shouldn't be in the business of subsidizing owners. And I think that I think that the, you know they've talked about uh, a price somewhere in the you know for the the development of the area around um, the land around the ballpark is something like 225 million, somewhere in there. And I think if the Angels want to um, are serious about development, and they should be because it's a it's a standalone stadium now. You're just not going to see that anymore in, in sports, Fred. You just won't. You just the idea of going to a game, turning around, and going back 
it's, it's just not the way uh, it is anymore. Uh, as you see the development in Inglewood and, and other places, you see what LA Live has done for Staples, and 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 Angel Stadium should have uh, a variety of options for um, for fans around the ballpark, and they'll get it. And I think the I think the Angels will just have to come to terms with um, uh, laying out the money to, to to cover that, and then and then you know then once that's done, and they'll be able to uh, capture the you know the fruits of of their uh, development, their project. But I don't expect them to leave Anaheim. All right, and finally, uh, half the netting is up at Dodger Stadium. This week, the rest of uh, the netting down the lines uh, will be finished. And, uh, Jeff, I hope all the teams in baseball, uh, and you would hope that uh, Rob Manford would force everybody in baseball, and he says he doesn't have the power, but, of course, I think he does if he just uh, leans on the owners a little bit. Uh, But I'm happy for the Dodgers. I'm happy for the Dodger fans. I think health and safety has to be the number one issue, certainly if you take kids Maybe they turn their head for a little line drive hits them. So now the netting will protect that. Uh, Jeffrey, in about 60 seconds, your comments about that. I couldn't agree more with you, Fred. Couldn't agree more. I, I don't know if Rob Manfred has the, um, the power to, to, to actually uh, force teams. I, think, I don't think he should have to have that power. I think it should be just common sense. I was at a game last week sitting down the line, areas that you'd say would be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, and I, and I realized I looked down, I realized, you know, you're looking down at your phone a lot, you're getting statistics and updates. And, and I want to know that there's some, there's some real protection there. Um, and it, and it's just, it, it, it just crushes me whenever I see reports of incidents around baseball and the balls come so fast and they're so hard. And uh, we, we just have to do something. It's upsetting for the players, not to mention the, the fans and the families and all. Um, it, it's bad for the players on the field when they hear about something. It really affects them. So um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that the Dodgers have decided to do what they're doing, move in that direction, and I hope that, that every other team follows through. It's, it's about you know, time. It's way over Jeff, time. Jeff uh, we were talking about this uh, with my wife. You and I re- reacquainted ourselves uh, together about a year ago last week at the Fred Clare thing in the uh, – the golf right. uh, tournament uh, that was fantastic right. happy to have uh, re-met you after all these years and uh, you're going to be on uh, believe all the time with us and uh, jeffrey stay well stay as cool as you can and uh, we'll talk Thank to you, you very soon right here on believe i'll look forward to it thanks so much fred appreciate it jeff fallinzer who teaches sports business media at usc i'm fred i don't teach it but i love talking about it you can email us sportsfred at aol.com dom thank you for putting it together and we'll see you soon right here on believe on sports business bye everybody without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.